Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Jay and Jack Show. My name is Jay. What? What was that? That was my Donald Duck. I didn't have enough water. From Raleigh, North Carolina, it's the Jay and Jack Show. Starring Jay and Jack. With special guests, Tad Stone. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. <laughs> oh, man. Um, Jack, did you uh, listen to the first bonus episode of the Jane Jack show? Yet? I did not. Oh, okay. But I'm, I, it's, on my, it's in my queue. Oh, thanks. Um, well, you know, the problem is, I, 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 you know, you said, did you listen to this? You know, we were talking about Netflix with, you know, spoiler alert with Ted. Mm-hmm. And it's like every day there's something, oh, I want to watch that. Mm-hmm. I wanna, so I, I got like 20 shows I got to try and catch up on. What you need to do is you need to start going on walks, one, to, you know, so you don't die. Um, but two, because while you're walking, that's a great time to listen to the well, podcast. how am I going to listen to them? On your phone. Oh. I guess I could download them. <laughs> There's an app you can... <laughs> what's that's, how do what's you the app? the podcast? Podcasts? I just put it on my computer. <laughs> so, so I could walk down That's like the whole a... point of podcasts is to put it on your, like, mobile device. Well, I used to. I, I had my Your iPod. iPod. Yeah iPhone is just, you know, one aspect of it is an iPod. That's true. <laughs> I don't download music or anything like that to my phones. Well, I mean, again, you can just stream it. You don't have to download it. That's true. I could just click on J yeah, and Jack. subscribe to it, and then it's on the thing. What up to subscribe to it? Can I just hit J and Jack and just... Don't you want, like, the latest episode? Like, if we're asking our listeners to subscribe, you're not going to subscribe to our oh, show. Oh, you know, I'm going to... Sub- well, I'm, I'm subscribed right now. There you go. Because <laughs> that's what you should be doing. Subscribe today. Well, uh, did you listen to the most recent bonus uh, Survivor with J. Jack? I did. I okay. did. Zach was a little. He's a little more patient this time. <laughs> but did you listen to his uh, references at the end of the episode? Yeah, Bun Penny Bun. Yeah, who taught him that? So the in the bonus episode of the Jane Jack show, one of the segments was a lot of the different takes of our intros. Oh, okay. So one of them was you did Bun Patty Bun. Oh, I did that. Yeah. And then when did Ralph? So after he heard that episode, it was that Colleen was to it in the car. Like he just kept saying, "I'm Ralph and I'm Bun Patty Bun" the whole weekend. <laughs> so that's why he said that's it. That's why he said it. Yeah, because he goes, "I'm Bun Patty Bun." Yeah. I'm, so that's was so he heard he heard the Jane Jack show bonus episode, and did he know uh, it was me saying Bun Patty? Yeah, Bun? of course. Okay. Yeah. Um. So like, yeah, it was like Friday we do like movie night where we make popcorn and watch a movie and. Uh, he was like, I'm Bun Patty Bun. <laughs> and that's, that's when he was doing all weekend. I was wondering why I go, well, who taught him that? <laughs> bun Patty Bun. Um, so uh, that that's a little teaser there for uh, our patrons to get $5 or more a month. The first Jane Jack bonus episode, we released it uh, a couple weeks ago at this point. And, uh, uh, and if you listen to the bonus uh, Colleen and Zach challenge episode about Survivor, uh, that's what Zach made. He seems to always pick the winner. How, so, con- how convenient of him. He picked the yellow team to start out, and then when it looked like blue was going, he was like, I'm blue team. <laughs> so he, he's uh, he's clever. Yeah. Yeah. And he doesn't like losing. So no. He's a great like combination. Great combination to have. Yeah. Um, but uh, but Sometimes anyway. you lose, Zach. Sometimes you lose. That's true. That's true. So, he, so he's a Padre fan now until he gets older and realizes that, it's not such a good thing. Hey, it's the Padres on the up and up. So oh, we'll they see. are. I think the reason he 
Because he says, like, because Colin's like, and the Yankees. Like, and the Yankees. But I think he likes the San Diego Padres because he likes San Diego. So he's, he's always just, talking about going to San Diego. Yeah. So he, I, and I think par- big part of his Comic Con and then the trolleys. He loves the, the Yeah. Because he said trolleys. the other, we had him, was it last weekend we had him? Weekend before. I can't remember. I can't remember. But he goes, we said so we're going somewhere. He goes, we're coming home to, to your house. He goes, or you were coming to pick him up. Are we going to San Diego? I go, no. <laughs> Where'd you get that? So, um, and he loves big hotels, so we usually stay in a big hotel in downtown. So it's like San Diego has like all of his favorite. Does he things. like to get the ice? The ice, you know, getting ice. You know, ice, the ice machine. Oh no, no, he doesn't like doing that because no. your younger sister always liked to get the ice. Come on, Dad, let's go get the ice. I go. Okay. I don't think I get ice when we get go to hotels. I do. Like, what, what am I going to do with the ice? I put a, like a cold drink in it. Like but we beer. have refrigerators in the room. It's not as cold. <laughs> I like it has to be cold, cold. Just... Generally, I just drink water when I'm on the road. So I'll just go. I'll go to the. I'm in San Diego. There's a Seven Eleven right by Petco Park. I either go to that Seven Eleven or the Ralphs if we get there. Depending on the the Ralphs that's over there in downtown, we'll get water from there and just get a big pack of like forty water bottles. Yeah, and that'll last us. I like week. my water cold. Me, yeah, I can I can drink it. I can drink room it warm, but I like my water cold. Um, it's just easier that way. It saves more space in your fridge. We'll we'll tip, little life hack for the people at home. <laughs> um, so Jack, we are back. Uh, we took a couple weeks off. Um, we were back with a, a slate of four episodes that we'll be doing. Uh, our first today is with Tad Stones, uh, which... who always gives you tons of information yeah it's, i mean he's just like it's it, listening to him is like going wow it's like being you it's just, like you're there yeah like you like in and for those that don't know tad stones a longtime uh, disney animator um was uh his you know probably his claim to fame is a lot of work that he did on uh, disney afternoon with gummy bears chippendale rescue rangers i was forget to thank him because he kept you guys quiet as kids <laughs> darkwing duck he actually created and show ran darkwing duck um, among among just a large list of things, and he talks about uh, a lot of it in our uh, interview with him. But uh, uh, excited to have him on uh, our fifth episode here. Um, and uh, this uh, second block of episodes, uh, we'll have uh, Joe Garfine. Oh, okay. You don't you know, excited about Joe? No, I've been there, done that. <laughs> Joe Pinionated. Joe uh, Pinionated. For those in <laughs> I'm the know. kidding, of course. We love uh, Joe. Yeah, so it, it uh, so we have her. We also have uh, 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 author Melody Simpson uh, on the show. Um, and uh, we'll close out this block of episodes with Ryan and Jen from the transmission. Always a great. So it'll be great to, to catch up with them. And then uh, after that, uh, we'll take a couple weeks off because Jack will be in uh, California. San Diego. Um, and then uh, we'll finish up with our last four episodes uh, of the season. So hopefully everybody's been enjoying the Jay and Jack show. All right, uh, Jack, uh, I think it is now time to talk to Tad. All right, let's do it. All right, here we go. Uh, with us today uh, is uh, a legendary uh, figure uh, in animation. Um, 
longtime uh, Disney artist uh, and all around amazing person, uh, Tad Stones. Welcome to the show. Hey guys, good to be with you again. That build up, I thought you had a different guest. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I was like looking around. I'm saying legendary. Really? Well, I you know it's um, and for those uh, longtime Jay and Jack listeners. Uh, Tad has, has been a longtime friend of the show. Whenever we had our uh, marathon uh, podcast, uh, you were always gracious to, to jump on, usually late at night, and, and you were always good to go for like a couple hours. It was amazing. It would always like kind of keep us through the, the, <laughs> the dark times of the middle of the night or something like that. So, um, Yeah, that's where my fan base on the East Coast lives. Generally, the <laughs> the they're hanging upside down from branches. <laughs> um but uh but yeah and and the the thing about we haven't done that in a while and what i love about or you know my hopes or my goals of this show is like a chance to talk to some of some of our old friends that we don't get to talk to is or haven't gotten to talk to in a while so tad was definitely high on that list so i appreciate you uh coming on the show tad oh my pleasure you know, I'm in between conventions. So I made time for you guys. Nice. <laughs> well, now yeah, I mean, I'm a jet setter. <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean, you're, you're, you're doing these appearances now. Um, and uh, anybody that follows you on Facebook or whatever, like you're you're putting like these really cool art pieces together. Um, has has things exploded uh, since the DuckTales reboot, um, which I, I love. It's an um, I, it's an, it's one of my favorite shows on TV right now. But has oh, I, has there I been a resurgence fantastic. for you? They did a great job. They just had the 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 Della Duck know, the episode. Della Duck episode, which you know I knew some stuff about and I couldn't say anything about. <laughs> so and the the entire crew was excited for that one to come out, and not just the people who literally worked on it, but even the other teams who were working on other episodes were excited for that to come out. Um, just answering, who's the mom of Huey, Dewey, and Louie? I know. But it, they did it so well. Like it was such a, it was such an amazing, like kind of, like um, survival story slash uh, mother story. Um, like it had a lot of different elements and something that oh, the yeah. show does more often than not. Or maybe I'm just an emotional person. But like I'll tear up a little bit, and this one had you know those <laughs> moments as well. Um, oh yeah. But uh, and yeah, it starts it really out episode. pretty dramatically. You know, I've yeah. never had a character. Uh, spoilers for anybody who hasn't seen the episode yet but uh basically she crashes on the moon she's trapped under a piece of wreckage and a giant engine is about to fall on her Mm -hmm. and she keeps kicking the thing and it does not move and she just stops and looks at the thing that's above her that's now shifting and coming it's going to fall any second and she just looks at her leg that's trapped and says oh fooey which is what (laughs) donald duck says all the time yep um, and the next time we see her, she's got a robot leg. Yeah, which is that's intense for a kids show. Oh, very much so. Really intense. Um, but they they do it so well. Where because I watch it with Zach, my son, who's almost five. Um, where you know it's Does engaging. He cover his eyes though. Sure. Um, he's kind of a scaredy cat, so like there's a lot of it's Ducktales is an adventure type show. Um, so he like whenever there's like a themat thematic, uh, you know danger or something like that he'll like ah but he he really likes the show but and in I, that case i mean it's not like they saw her they showed her sawing through no exactly like or anything <laughs> for a little kid 127 they hours. just sit they just see her walking away yeah exactly know? exactly a little um, older you're saying wait she's got a robot leg yeah yeah um, well, how did she get to the moon 
Well, it's a big season one storyline. And, and again, what they do is what's really cool is there's like this big overarching story. Yeah, um, which but then there's don't some, spoil, now. which I'm not. But but then you also have like individual adventures in each episode generally. Okay. Um, and so that that was related to the because it was kind of like and I, I but that was never explored in the original Ducktales, right? Or not even in the Carl. Um, no, Della, as far as I know, was mentioned once in a comic, um, and then she was in the first cartoon of Huey Dewey and Louie where you read a note from her from the kid's mom I think she's labeled Dumbella um, so again the guys doing the show go back to the source material which is not DuckTales it's, it's includes DuckTales of course mm-hmm. uh, all the Carl Barks stuff yep. in history that Don Rosa who's second to Carl but Carl Barks is the one who is the person who created Scrooge McDuck. Yep. And a lot of the ducks that are now part of the Disney, certainly in comics, you just say, oh, those are regular Disney characters. And he created most of them. Um, yeah, that, that's a, back that, to Donald Duck comic strips. Yep. Um, Donald Duck cartoons. And not just DuckTales, but the entire Disney afternoon. When they had it, they, they asked, how much of the Disney afternoon can we use? And management said, all of it. So they are building a unified universe of the characters of the Disney afternoon. So you've heard mentions of many of the shows and, and I think you'll be surprised who pops up and, and, you know, and every time it's in a different way, they're not just, Oh, I remember that character and here he is exactly the same. I tell people at cons that it's like doing, if you're doing a new Sherlock Holmes or Robin hood, you wouldn't go back to the, previous movie and continue the story or keep the exact same characters. No, you're doing your own movie. It's like Daniel Craig, James Bond is James Bond, mm-hmm. but he's not Sean Connery, James Bond. Yeah. Right. There's things that are the same in their universes, you know, let alone Roger Moore and everybody in between. So that's what they've done with DuckTales, which actually is different for animation where it's not just, the old, you know, these guys are all on the back lot and we've written a part for them and it's the same actor coming out. Yeah. It's like, no, it's, you know, we've rebooted. This is a new version of this classic, you know, tales. And they've just done a fantastic job. You realize everybody working on the show, a few actually worked on the original stuff, but they're all fans of the original oh, show. Yeah. yeah, like... And and you can tell like the and and for those who don't know, uh, Tad uh, w- created Darkwing Duck and and was a showrunner for that show as well as your pro- executive producer on third season of Gummy Bears. Yeah, third. I was the story editor. I think co-producer was the title, and then uh, Chippendale Rescue Rangers. I co-created that with Jim Magon, and then I went on to run the show, uh, you know, for the bulk of it, and then was taken off toward the end when I started working on Darkwing. Um, and then after that, I did. I was because I started in feature animation. I was then assigned to create all the spin-off shows of the feature films. So, or not all of them, but many of them. So, Aladdin and Hercules and Buzz Lightyear of Star Command. And the last one we did was uh, Atlantis. But the movie debuted, and they 
and did not do well and they promptly canceled our show. So we only finished like three episodes that we cut together for a video. Atlantis is one of those ones that ever it's like the it's always on those. It's it's an amazing Disney film that nobody knows about or like it often gets overlooked. Mm -hmm. Um. But, uh, you know, being friends with you, Tad, is great because whenever there's that friend or something, you're having beer or something with somebody and they're like, start, you know, harping on the direct to video sequels. Like, oh, I'm the friends with the guy that created that. (laughs) (laughs) A block on my soul. Yes. (laughs) Although, I mean, what's really sad as they went on, their animation got better and better and was easily up to the level of 2D animation that, let's say, little mermaid had mm-hmm. and in fact some of the last ones there were literally some feature animators who were animating on them because features had moved into cg um but I, the stories didn't always get better they have, they have a few that are real standouts um although i gotta say uh the first one was return of jafar and that was a four-part five-part you know pilot to bridge the movie and the television series. And I talked to home video about their interest in releasing that video. And they weren't until they released the video of Aladdin and it made so much money. I went back to them and this time they were interested. And and, um, anyway, they decided to put it out and it, and all I was trying to do is to keep our budgets up. I didn't foresee any fantastic future, but I think it cost in the neighborhood of three and a half million and it made in the neighborhood of 200 million wow. domestic. And um, you got like 2.5% of domestic gross, right? <laughs> yeah. Something like that. All I know is that had it been a live action film and even, even if you look at it and you say, the only reason why it sold so much is that people love the original movie so much. Having said that in live action terms, if you, um, did a crappy sequel to a successful movie, that had that much profit between how much you, how much it cost and how much it made, I would have had a seven-year deal, yeah. <laughs> new cars in my driveway, you know, from the studio. Yep. Uh, but in animation, it's like, hey, what else you got? <laughs> um, but you know, as a kid, like the trilogy, the, the Aladdin trilogy, I loved. Like I loved all three. Um, well, that's the thing. Now I go to conventions, and people are genuinely affectionate toward Return of Jafar, which is hard for me to take. Um, <laughs> and there's nice stuff, especially the first half, which our Australian uh, studios animated. There's nice stuff in it, but again, it was it was actually, you know, we didn't have the any special amount of time or anything. In fact, I think looking back on it, we might have had a little less time than doing any given five episodes. Um, well, but, the show was great. Well, by the company. Too. Well, yeah. Um, uh, what are your thoughts on, because they're doing oh, these minute, live... To, to, okay. oh, hold on. Uh, to, to finish up my career, that was... I was uh, shown the door, basically, at Disney in uh, 2003. Uh, and then I went on to do like a Br'er Rabbit video at Universal. I worked a little bit as a storyboard artist on Bob's Burgers, but then just released on Blu-ray, I did two animated Hellboy films that have been re-released recently because of the new movie. 
Uh, and then my final project before I retired was um, a show on Netflix. So I was able to go out with the cool kids. <laughs> oh, yeah, I did a Netflix show. You know, like all the like all the cool kids are doing. I, mean, I guess I, it, it, you're you're in the industry. Is it is there anybody that doesn't have a Netflix show? Like it seems like they'll greenlight anything. Like is that just how it is over there now, or or is that well, just an exaggeration? I gotta say, when it was announced that I was doing a Netflix show, I got suddenly got all sorts of calls. Who do I talk to at Netflix? Who do I talk to at Netflix? <laughs> Treating it like it was any other network, and I said, "There's no one." To, and this has changed, I think now. But it was like. No, you don't understand. There's no one to talk to. If you notice, those deals aren't with creative individuals. All the deals that are being announced are with studios because the studio had to find you had to have the money to finance your project completely, get it done and then put it on Netflix. And Netflix will say, OK, we'll pay you this much after it's been on for this length of time. Mm -hmm. Now, what's changed in the animation is the same way they've. So what's changed since that time? is in the live action side of things is they definitely approach creative people and saying, what are your dream projects? What would you like to do? And that's the cool thing about Netflix. Um, animation wise, they've basically just started doing that again. So they've gone up to, you know, these guys who've directed animated films like um, um, Glenn Keane who didn't direct, but it was a lead animator. Glenn's doing a, a project over there. Um, I know a lot of people have pitched and it's that kind of, okay, they have a logarithm that says, here's what you've done in the past. This is how much it's done. Here's the content you're talking about. This is how attractive that content is to our audience. Okay. Insert computer noises <laughs> from the sixties. <60s. laughs> And then out comes $40 million to do your series of X many episodes. And they're done. You go off and do your series. That's so crazy. you don't have that kind of interference mm -hmm. or helpful guiding hands that uh, <laughs> many networks would give. Well, and there's some incredible animation. Like BoJack Horseman is one of the most like intense like uh, dramas I've ever seen. It's a comedy kind of cartoon show, but it's so dark and it goes into so many like I don't like I like I need to take a break sometimes watching that show. But you know I don't know if that show could have existed out you know outside of the Netflix yeah. uh, ecosystem. Although there I gotta say there have been shows that like uh, there was a show called Over the Garden Wall that was on Cartoon Network, and to this day I don't know how they got it on the air. It is so I mean it's a great show. It's totally charming. Um, it's in this old-fashioned style. It's very creepy. Um, and yet that just got on, you know, Netflix because some executives believed in it, you know, and thought, this is really cool. Let's do this. So it can happen elsewhere. Now, things are all going to change when Disney... I know. <laughs> uh, ...has Disney Plus because they're... <laughs> pulling back all their they're going to be exclusive so that if you want to watch i guess captain marvel is going to be their first exclusive and i have no idea if it's a window again i am retired i have nothing to <laughs> officially to do with the disney company um but evidently that means you can be honest <laughs> if, if you want to watch, yeah if you want to watch if you want to stream captain marvel uh 
I assume it'll still be on Netflix. I, excuse me, I assume it'll still be on iTunes. I could be wrong there. But basically, the only area where you're going to watch it is on Disney+. Plus. And that, I think that goes for everything they own. So that's not just Marvel, yeah. that's Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Is that all and, the ABC shows? And, well, I don't know, I don't know how, well, they own- I don't know if they're going that far, maybe. Well, they own uh, such a large stake in Hulu, though, too, because they bought out Fox, which was like one. So I think correct. they own two thirds of Hulu as well. Yeah, so maybe they have plans for. Oh, this is where we're going to put this kind of material, and yeah. this is going to be Disney Plus. I know, you know, I since I started feature animation, I we used to check out sixteen millimeter films of all the classics whenever we wanted. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we could certainly look at stuff on our moviolas that we all had in our room. Um, so we were very familiar with Dumbo and, and mm-hmm. Pinocchio and Alice in Wonderland and Cinderella and all the, the features leading up to the rebirth, you know. Yep. Um, but for a lot of people, they say, oh, I want that on DVD, but it's in the vault. In the <laughs> Disney vault. <laughs> yeah. And what they're saying is with Disney Plus, they're opening the vault. There will be no vault. Yeah. All the stuff will be accessible there. So I don't know if it's there all the time or they'll just have it rotating through. But, but that's I can't fantastic. imagine they release it all at once. Probably rotate it. Yeah. We'll so see. I'm hoping that will include a certain masked duck. Ah. That will finally get up back. Because I mean, they've never done a. Uh, have they done a full release of that on DVD? Did they nope. get them all out? No, they did. They basically put together a package that out here anyway. There, it's sold at Costco every once in a while, um, and that's it. It's, yeah. And it's not all the episodes. Um, Why well, I... we had heard when the it's just because it's totally for business reasons it's it's like they're not thinking of oh and now we can do a nice you know matching set of all the episodes or collector's edition it's not that big a market so um whatever reason they put out you know some of gummy bears some of rescue rangers some tailspin i don't think I could be wrong, but I don't think any of the shows have literally every episode. Um, anyway, well, so it, it is frustrating. There was even... no way to no way to to get it. We had heard back when this is like two years ago, maybe a year and a half, something like that. Netflix had a bunch of the Disney afternoon shows on, uh, and we heard from fans in Germany, for instance, that um, Darkwing was actually showing over there. That there was something they weren't oh, wow. getting that we got. But um, all the episodes of Darkwing were on. So we were hoping they would just kind of rotate them through mm-hmm. and we would see it. But hopefully <laughs> hopefully they don't have a vendetta against Darkwing. Of course, Darkwing <laughs> now shouldn't. has the new Darkwing has shown up in um, exactly. DuckTales. So it's the, part the, of that universe. The new DuckTales uh, and, you know, he's Launchpad's, uh, you know, hero. And I feel like they set him up really well in that episode um as you know as this actor did his own stunts and everything like i feel like there's more there that they want to explore you may know because you know you well you know what i tell fans at every convention who who question it especially the ones who say oh i don't like that he's just an like an adam west batman in that universe 
it's like no character in that series has their story told in one episode. Yeah. And you think they're a certain way, and then you find out, wait, Flintheart Glomgold isn't Scottish? He's South African? I and know. And that applies back to his comic origins. Exactly. But, I thought that was so cool. Yeah. So these guys know their lore. Yes. Uh, and and Frank er- uh, Angonis, who is the um, co-producer and um, head of story for the show, he dressed up as Darkwing three years in a row for Halloween. And then he did a school book report on the pilot episode. That's awesome. um, so he's not going to leave Darkwing just to be an image on a TV screen. Now, if he comes back, I don't know, he could be in an old folks home. So who knows? Um, but again, they're rebooting, but you know, they've certainly got, I'm not going to let things just oh, sit yeah. there. So or the story is even... not told. The problem is for Darkwing fans is the show is called DuckTales, not Darkwing Duck. <laughs> so they told me this long story they want to tell. They know what they would like to do with Darkwing Duck. But, um, you know, that means like aside from him being mentioned and being the inspiration for Launchpad's entire life, um, it's like one episode a season. You know, mm-hmm. so here's I mean, you get running gags about it, you know, that he gets referred to the bobblehead pops up. <laughs> um, but the actual story, I think there'll be another episode this season uh, and hopefully they're already working on season three. You know, hopefully one there that, you know, shows what he shows his potential in their universe. Yeah, I, there's definitely Frank is dying to do it. It's never been it's never been a secret over at Disney. Yeah, and 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 but that's what's so great about it. it's like everything, like it encompasses everything, and it's done with love. The voice acting is fantastic. Like they're all. Um, this past year at Comic Con, they had Bobby Moynihan, uh, Danny Pudi, and um, uh, Ben Schwartz. They were all there, oh, and yeah. they were just they had the best time. But you could, I just the the way they all do their characters, and everything. It's just it's so good. Um, and even the guest spots they get, like Lin-Manuel Miranda and Don Cheadle. Yeah, um, well, Lin was a huge DuckTales fan or Disney Afternoon fan. So there was a time when he was working on, I forgot what it was. I think it was Moana around that time that he on his own just posted, you know, some videos online of just him singing the various theme songs. They're just little short things. He just mm-hmm. did it because he was a fan. Let's take a moment for a quick commercial break. But, uh, but yeah, uh, just it's it's an amazing show, um, and and it's cool they've kind of you know at least brought you into or at least keeping you abreast of what's going on, which is neat that they're respecting, you know, the people that were, you know, big contributors to to what they're building yeah. now, which is kind of cool. Yeah, and I'm always again, and before it was on the air, there were. A, a lot of naysayers. There's still a few At that this I point, meet, but naysayers? but it's like you know, give it a chance to be on the air, and I explain how it's different. And now I actually, if there's somebody who hasn't seen it who who's got the attitude of nah, I don't know, I gave it a try, and then I said, look, this is what happened during the season. I just named certain gags and all that, and yeah. they end up being excited and, and go search it out. Uh, and again, I if I shill for it, it's purely 
out of my appreciation for the show. So, um, and I mean, the only, I don't think I've said anything to them that they've literally done. I've never handed them an idea. I've handed them an idea that I'm sure they didn't do. Um, but I'm always, I'm always pushing them, you know, to go farther. It's as opposed to, oh, that's not quite like such and such, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's cool and excited to see. It's almost because they kind of they did six episodes this season, took a long break, and then they had this Della Duck episode. But hey, they're gonna take a break after this too in terms of releasing episodes. I'm like, come on, I want to see the next. I episode. just found out the other day that that was someone mentioned that. Oh, now they're taking another break. I go, what? <laughs> I didn't know that at all. Is it because of how um, long it takes? You got to realize that's not the production. You know, all those hiatuses they've had shows piling up. It's because you know the channel has a reason they want to relaunch or they need a bunch of episodes because they're going to make a huge big deal out of it in a certain time. For instance, one of the longest hiatuses uh, was because they wanted to kind of recreate the Disney afternoon on um, Friday evenings. Oh, not that not literally the same shows, but yeah. they wanted to have all new animation. So DuckTales had been on for like, I think, 11 episodes or something like that. And so that break was totally so that the other shows could catch up. But it really hurt, you know, and Big Hero 6 is done by friends of mine, the guys I did Hercules with and mm-hmm. and half of my shows, actually. Um, Buzz Lightyear, Bob Scully and, and Mark McCorkle, who created uh, Kim Possible. Uh, they only had one episode, I think. I think they did their pilot, and then they were told, oh, no, we're taking it off the air. <laughs> no, no, because we're doing this really cool thing months from now, but it's just like, ah! Oh, my gosh. So I have no idea of why there's a hiatus now. I'm, you know, ah, it's such a after that idea. long one, everybody said, oh, this is great, because there'll be less time between yep. you know, episodes. And it's like, well, not so fast. <laughs> yeah. It's almost like Lost. Yeah. <laughs> but in this in this you know Netflix world where we're so spoiled where we binge stuff all the time uh DuckTales is the only show that I watch now that like has these breaks in, and I I don't I haven't had cable or anything in god 6 7 years so you know I sub, I pay for the season on iTunes so that's how I watch it so you know I'll get the email the following day saying you have a new episode of DuckTales um but there'll be a t- period of time like what did it did they change seasons? I was missing. I'm like, no, there's been no new episodes. What the hell? But yeah. anyway. Well, um, what happened to me is I was all set, you know, to record the Della Duck episode. I was looking forward to it and, and all that. And um, I do have cable. And it malfunctioned that morning. No. <laughs> maybe, it, maybe it malfunctioned earlier, but my, because I have a TiVo set up. Remember yeah. those? Uh, yeah. And it needs a tuning adapter to work with it well that thing just crapped out oh dang so i was on all morning with them and went to the next city instead of waiting for a technician to pick up a new box i got the last one and then it didn't seem to work they'd have to send out a technician anyway and then after x many hours it had loaded up or whatever and you know it was fine so thank goodness there's there's a and again not being paid not a shill but there's a <laughs> disney app called disney now and as long as you're a cable subscriber, you can watch new episodes and the entire season that's been on the air so far. It doesn't it doesn't show up until it's been on the air plus a couple of hours. Um, 
so I was able to watch it. You oh, know, otherwise, good. I'd be throwing things or going over to Frank's <laughs> house and say, "Let me see it now." Um, um, you oh, there was something about when you were talking about Aladdin, um, and it wanted to make me kind of bring up these live action kind of recreations of these animated classics. And I think in general, most of them have been fun and I've enjoyed them. Um, Lion King looks really cool. But, it, and I, this is just might be an internet thing doing what the internet does, which is complain about a bunch of stuff. But uh, Aladdin uh, has me worried like that it's going to be a disaster. Do you have any opinion on that? Uh, the blue Will Smith? Well, it's like every, uh, to me, it's those, the, I have not seen them all, but I think they're most successful for me anyway, the farther away they go. Yeah. In other words, they go to the source material. So one of the first one, if not the first one, was Maleficent mm-hmm. with uh, Angelina Jolie. And I love that movie. I thought it was great that it's like, no, no, here's how we're taking. And again, they went back to the source material. Mm-hmm. They're not redoing the cartoon, whereas Beauty and the Beast one, when they're slavishly following the like, cartoon yeah. to a certain extent, it's like, you know, I, I liked it better <laughs> animated. Yep. Um, so, but the new Aladdin, everybody looks at it and says, oh, this isn't going to work because they're comparing him to Robin Williams. Yeah. But if you say, wait, they're not singing the same songs. It's a different story. It's It's a whole different movie with the same characters then it could work it's just like is i i happen to think will smith is a very entertaining individual is he going to try to play it like robin i doubt it you know i worked with robin on the second one so or third one i guess technically well and that's just it it's almost and you know out of that that original trilogy he wasn't on the second one right because i think there's like a falling out between robin and disney or something yeah, uh, and, and Dan Castellaneta, Homer Simpson, um, was the guy doing our show, so we were fine with it because, again, remember the origin of it was just the opening to our show that then went out on – see, I, again, it always throws me when people say the trilogy. I go, what, what are you talking about? Did I miss one? And then I realize, oh, because I, I don't count the feature to me. Oh, that's okay, so you don't count Prince of Thieves thing. or whatever it was? Yeah. <laughs> and so it, to me, it was, there's two of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, again, I came to Disney five months after Ron Clemens. I think Ron came in January. I came in June, maybe came in February. Uh, I used to share an office with Ron Clemens. I did bad in-betweens with Ron. Well, Ron, you know, wrote and direct, co-directed, uh, co-wrote and co-directed Aladdin. You know, so I talked to Ron and John, John Musker, before I did it when they had no problem with it. It's like, hey, that's what Disney does. You know, you make use of characters. Yep. And it got to the point that the guys who had done a Pocahontas uh, were saying, wait, we haven't heard anything about a Pocahontas sequel at the time. They, they did do them. And they took it as they worried about it as a slight Oh, that, we're not no, good so enough. It wasn't like they're angry at them doing it. It's like the guys felt like, well, how come we're not getting one? You know. <laughs> and they did one. It wasn't that good. Yeah, I, I mean, they, I have been told one? that the story was um, of the prequels included. Um, the one of the early executives, the executive, the head of T of feature animation in, during the time of the rebirth. Um, 
really felt like TV animation shouldn't exist because he felt, and certainly not really. Wasn't it, yeah, wasn't because it, uh, wasn't Kat- in his mind, guy, what I've been told, I mean, I was never at one of these meetings, but uh-huh. it happened on decent authority. <laughs> the guy says, whenever there's a meeting with him in it, sooner or later, the conversation goes, gets around to this place shouldn't exist. Um, wow. Because he sees it as you're putting the Disney name, which is the gold standard of animation, and you're putting it on stuff that's substandard. Whereas I was at Michael Eisner's house in the very first meeting, which was the Sunday at the end of the first week Michael got to the studio. Mm-hmm. That's how important he thought animation was. Yeah. And he had this meeting about TV animation. Now, Michael started in TV animation at ABC. Um, anyway, their feeling was, Michael and Frank Wells, their feeling was that Disney is the top name in animation. So everywhere there is animation, Disney should be there, and we should be the best in that field. So it doesn't mean that TV animation is going to look like feature animation or I don't know if we had done segments on Sesame Street. They're not going to look like feature animation, but they should be great shows um, that the Disney name can be put on. And that started, you know, Gummy Bears and the Disney Afternoon, which everybody looks back on fondly. Um, Admittedly, once you start doing spinoff movies, it's, you know, it's blurs the, the, the thing. I get that. But it was funny that now it's just an accepted thing and now there's not any of them anymore because now the sequels are done by the actual studios. Yeah, which is, you know, like uh, I finally got to see Wreck-It Ralph or Ralph Breaks the Internet and it was amazing. Like it was. Really oh, I love that movie. Yeah. Um, and, and Frozen 2 is coming out. And, yeah. And, and you have Toy Story 4, which that one has me look like I feel like they closed the end of that story so well. Um yeah, that it's risky going to Toy Story four, but the- yeah, except uh, again, the, and it's the standard answer. But it's like it doesn't take anything True, away from those right. films. And if you love all those characters, um, let's say a dramatic thing happened in your life, you know, they do a behind the scenes film starring, um, you know. Who would I say, you know, George Clooney a young George Clooney as Jay Glatfelter, you know, <laughs> Gabby Hayes as Jack, um, you know, and they tell the story of the lost broadcast and what you had to overcome and culminates in the trip to Hawaii. And you tell this fantastic, humorous, fun filled story. Well, that's done. That story's done. I have to be Gabby. Now <laughs> you guys rise from the ashes with a new broadcast and you have another adventure. And some kids is a movie of that because it's like, I love those guys. They were wacky. Um, <laughs> I so just like, like that. I was played by George Clooney. Thank and you, I'm Tim. Gabby. Hayes. <laughs> yeah. um, anyway, so it's, it's kind of not fair. But it's, yeah. a, it's it, it only matters if is it a great story? Is there, you know, are the characters true to themselves? And am I entertained? And if you satisfy that, then yeah, do more. I don't care how, what number you put on them, you know, but the only thing is, and I don't think it is because the company realizes the value of new things. It's like, you don't want to chase sequels 
that don't have a great story. Um, and, and for every bad sequel, <laughs> there are people who believed in the story at the time. <laughs> but if you chase it for money reasons, um, you get cars to take away <laughs> from your new stuff. So if you're, as long as you're coming up with new projects and, and pushing the envelope, that's, that's great. You know? Um, so who knows, you know, we'll see, we'll see how the sequels are. I mean, I feel, uh, I've never been precious about this stuff. This goes back when VHS tapes were at, you know, coming out the first ones and they announced that I think it was Pinocchio. I don't know if it was their first one or certainly one of the early ones was, was going to come out. The first three were, because um, I collect VHS tapes, but the first three were uh, Robin Hood was the first one, uh, Pinocchio was the second one, and Dumbo was the third one, I think. Okay. Dumbo and Alice in Wonderland have always had us. They appeared on TV way back in the day when Walt was still alive. They were on the Disneyland show. And part of that is that, especially Dumbo, is a very short film. It's only 60 minutes, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, so technically it's a very long feature Uh, but I mean, that was, I remember animators when it was announced that those things should be classics. They shouldn't be on VHS tapes, you know, which is just so weird to think of, <laughs> but you have to think back in the day, it was like, they should be special things. And I said, do you own a copy of Snow White? Oh yeah. I got a Snow White and it's even got cold black and the seven dwarves on it. Um, and someone else says, yeah, I got one. I said, well, how come you're special and you get a tape, but the person who loves Disney and Disneyland and all that, they don't get a tape. Um, I feel the same way for the people who say Star Wars land or whatever galaxy's edge should not be in the Disneyland parks. And I always say, okay, so you're going to stand in the walkway and as these wide-eyed, super excited, eight-year-old boys and girls come running at full speed. Oh my God, this is going to be so wonderful. You're going to stop them and you're, say, no, you're, no. You're going to have 40 year not allowed to enjoy this <laughs> entertainment because it does not fit within the traditional themes of this park. It was like, get out of my way. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, I just don't understand that. It's just like, Walt was an entertainer. He is a lot of his genius was that he had the taste of the common man and then knew how to push it. But a lot of his decisions were, you know, you know what would be cool? Let's do this. <laughs> or I miss this from my childhood. Let's do Main Street, you know, and then found super talented people to pull off the stuff. And he always pushed them and they kind of understood what he was going for and they carried the tradition on and it's like Tomorrowland was always problematic because tomorrow always changed yeah. and Star Wars is a way of of tapping into those that original spirit but it doesn't age it's because it was long ago in a galaxy far far away mm -hmm. what's what's now, perfect now, about I, Star Wars I, is that that tagline because because uh, recently uh, Zach uh, was watching uh, Star Wars and He's like, so where is this? Is this is or he saw the indoor movie? He was like, is that Earth? I was like, no, it's actually this is a galaxy far, far away, a long time ago. And I was like, what? Um, but even like the for you know Disneyland, he's a big. He loves trains. I was like, well, Walt Disney loved trains so much that he made like a train track at Disneyland. There's like actual trains there um, because he loved transportation and trains, and he just and he created this park. It uh, goes all around the park. Um, 
but that's you know there's something magical about just any any human that you know has a passion or love for something then creates something out of that passion and love for something so it's always to me that's what's always special about disneyland and i've been to disney world too but there's something a little more special about disneyland where it's like that was his thing that he made um, yeah i mean there's I, I would love to uh you know go to um avatar land whatever it's called oh yeah, yeah but you know <laughs> It's, it's unless there's a convention next to it, it could be. So uh, I don't know that I ever will. Uh, but it is, you know, I think all that stuff is is just brings new excitement, you know, to Absolutely. the parks, and and it's just a, a cool way of going. So Walt Disney World has a different feel, and videos I see from Shanghai and China are amazing of of new things that they have that we don't have. You know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I worked at Imagineering for a couple of years, so I knew or, you know, I know the tricks of the of the haunted mansions. Um, but I see stuff on these videos where, where it's like, oh, I see they probably, I don't know, killed a virgin or something. And this is real <laughs> magic that they're pulling off in this ride because I have no clue how that's possible. That yeah, like some of the sense. animatronics now are like unreal. Yeah, but this is less like, things appearing all around you that weren't there a second ago and and your car is moving through it just is amazing but disneyland always has a mo so i get the people who love the bigger parks but disneyland does have a toy-like feeling to it because it's so condensed mm -hmm. um that all the magic is right on top of each other it, it is so magical quicker to get to and that's kind of cool i grew up with that place uh, it was very sad last time I went that it had changed enough that certain shortcuts no longer worked. It oh, was no. like, wait, there's a building here. I used to <laughs> cut from here to there to, to get to Adventureland or something, you know. We're suddenly I'm turning down streets where I have no idea where the street goes. This is different. Um, so... No, you know, I mean, you lose your silver pass, you tend not to go as much. Because <laughs> I don't want a second mortgage on my house. It's, yeah, it's... Well, <laughs> we were going <laughs> to... Excuse me. Uh, we were going to go uh, this summer. Because Zach, we felt like Zach was old enough. and um, Our whole our, family was going out there. Yeah, and but then we saw that the Star Wars was opening in May. It was like, uh, maybe we should wait till next year or something. Because it's yeah, going to be an go absolute madhouse this summer. Anyway. And it's one of those things where I'm now old enough to to say, yeah, I I sure hope the Marvel movies start crapping out because I, I I'm gonna miss a bunch if they keep going. <laughs> I feel that way about Star Wars. It's like God, I hope the crowds shrink enough that I can, you know, get and actually see it before yeah. I keel over. So. <laughs> you sound like me. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, we go way back, Jack. Yeah. And I, I remember, I don't know if Jack told you the story of the, how we met. I was driving my hot rod across the desert. And <laughs> Jack runs, you know, I was having, I kicked back, I was playing the harmonica. Jack runs out in his white lab coat and tackles me <laughs> into this ditch. And, you know, Dad, damn, you know, there's a bomb goes off and, and, I was safe, but Jack was irradiated by gamma rays. You know? <laughs> I could never catch a break. 
Yeah. That explains the no. lack of hair. And Tad, you <laughs> have a full, beautiful head of hair. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> well, that reminds me, uh, Colleen and I recently, we watched uh, Indiana Jones because Zach watched Last Crusade. He really liked it. I was like, oh, we can watch. Uh, we watched uh, Crystal Kingdom or Crystal Head, uh, Diamond, uh, whatever the most recent Crystal one was. Skull. Crystal Skull. Indiana, yeah. And I remember like being okay about it, but almost like giving into a lot of the criticisms about it. But watching it again, I don't know, ten years later after that movie came out, it's like actually it wasn't that bad. I actually enjoyed it. That was the last one, right? The last one. Hated. I don't know. I have a I have a hard time. You know what? I actually have two copies of it because I'll go to garage sales and pick up odds and ends, Mm -hmm. and there's always a. I saw it at a garage sale on a DVD, and I it was one of those things where. Well, I can get it for a dollar. I, I should have it just to, you know, finish off the shelf. Uh, I evidently did that twice because I forgot I had it. Well, maybe they gave you the second one free. <laughs> Buy one, please, get one. Just take it, please. And I hear that, and I had no problems with it. I enjoyed it the first time around, but a lot of people are saying that about Solo. I Solo's like, great. I, I love like, Solo. Yeah. Uh, and I, I saw we we brought our who uh, at the time like three month old and he cried the whole time so we didn't really get to enjoy it. Um, but were uh, some sad scenes. <laughs> what in solo? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, because I heard nothing but bad things about it, and I watched it and I go, I liked it. I don't know what the, what. Yeah, yeah. People hated it. It was a lot of fun. Well, uh, to me, it's that same purist thing, you know of of. Yeah, you know, I guess they could spend a bunch of money and de-age Harrison Ford like they do uh, Michael Douglas in Ant-Man, but it's like he's still going to run funny. <laughs> he's he's like 90 70. now, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. um, well, and, and uh, oh, I did want to... Uh, this is kind of changing subject a little bit, but I did want to ask You're you. Allowed, it's your show. Um, <laughs> uh, your thoughts on uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, if you saw it uh, or not. I loved it. I was so happy, as was, I believe, most of the animation community, that it got the best picture. It was incredible. It was one of the most, like, uh, not only like a, one of the best comic book movies, but like just animated movies. It was just an incredible. Oh, yeah. It was pushing the boundaries of what animation does. I mean, I love the Latka pictures too like um paranorman and uh kubo of two strings and Coraline and all those they also push the boundaries of you know puppet animation Mm -hmm. but i just it was just you know it wasn't just the content it wasn't just that oh it's a cool story it's like no they told it in whole different ways that we've not seen before and it was great I love it. In fact, I, that's definitely, I got a, a gift card for Christmas very late because we didn't spend Christmas down with the grandkids, but we we had a, a much delayed Christmas uh, <laughs> uh, just a few weeks ago, and I got an Amazon gift card, and it's like, I know what I'm going to do. I'm pre-ordering, <laughs> even though I have a copy of the movie um, for consideration for the various animation awards mm. so i have a copy of the movie but it's like no i want the official thing so i can watch it digitally and like blu-ray and all that and on it is a director's cut that's like two plus hours long they basically this is what we wanted to show but it we just couldn't fit it in so i don't 
I wouldn't think all that stuff is animated, but a lot of it is some is animated and some I'm sure is storyboard. I could be wrong, but it's just like, I want more. I want to see how your creative process worked. Yeah. It's chock full of, you know, artwork and, and visuals that, you know, I'm super looking forward to that. That was, I just, you know, again, I have no problem giving, you know, I mean, I love Ralph breaks the internet. I thought that was a great, you know, a sequel that does something entirely different and just mm-hmm. did it very, very well. Yeah. Um, but I was just, again, so happy that, you know, Spider-Verse won't took it. Yeah. Like, it, yeah. It was, and just how like each character, like each different had their own like animation style a little bit. Or, like yeah. Spider-Ham was very much, you know, Spider-Ham and, um, well, the, the art director of that show of that movie, uh, worked with me on, um, uh, which of my series I want to say possibly Hercules and Buzz Lightyear. Oh That's wow! Buzz Lightyear. Yeah. So it's like I was happy for him, and it was just kind of like, yeah, you know, you just proud of the people you worked with early in their careers. So I just very happy about that. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, well, Tad, we are kind of coming up uh, at the end of our time here. End of our um, journey. But uh, it's it's always uh, great getting to talk to you. Um, like your 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 level of knowledge about uh, you know your industry and and your you perspective. You want to go to Disneyland. Um, <laughs> the curse. The uh, well, wait till it's wait till Star Wars are fun. Is <laughs> <laughs> nothing else? While everybody's lined up for that, you can do the, all the other stuff. That's true. <laughs> That's true. So yeah, you... <laughs> what people don't realize when they put in, especially at Anaheim, they they took away a lot of the backstage area and turned it into Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, people say, oh, it's going to be so crowded. And it's like, yes. But on the other hand, it's adding capacity to the park. True. Those idols just suck up people that, you know, not so there won't be huge lines, but it's not like it's the ordinary park and you're adding on thousands of people it's Mm -hmm. like no it's a bigger park now yeah it's true um, here's hoping they've got it all figured out (laughs) fingers crossed (laughs) well it worked when they added california disney yeah their solution there was to do a very boring place that (laughs) (laughs) the thing is we had i was still at disney at the time when they opened it up and i remember and they had a um employee night and it Mm -hmm. helps the um, it helps the cast members practice yeah. dealing with crowds and how the rides work and all of that. Uh, and I said, this is our only chance to see it with, you know, it would be like having a preview of star Wars. It, you know, yeah. it's like, it's our only chance to see it without a bunch of crowds. Well, <laughs> what had changed since the last time we had done anything like that was Disney was now a huge company. They had, you know, brought in all of ABC and, this is before Marvel, but you know, the company was much bigger. Mm-hmm. And so the preview night was the biggest for just the employee night was probably the biggest crowds that park saw for the next three or four years. Oh man. <laughs> and now they've been constantly remaking it. And now Pixar is a huge part of yeah. it. So, and uh, man, I went back and saw the, um, Oh, it's a fantastic Tarzan? ride. The Tower uh, of Terror. The, no, I have not gone back to see. I have yet to see the Galaxy. Yeah, ga- uh, uh, Guardians uh, of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy. Soaring. Of that. 
but um no the uh cars yeah the cars uh, I, oh. it's just fantastic it's just like just it's fun as a soft thrill for you know the youngest kids uh who hit the right age is that the california ball, Disney? yeah they have cars and they basically recreated you know the... i've been there I you have, we haven't been there since that's been there california disney We've been to California, Disney, but we haven't been there since Cars Land opened. I've been there. Your mom and I went. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't go. Yeah, but my wife and I. She goes. She goes. Let's go to Disney. We were out there. She goes. Let's go to Disneyland. I go without the kids and the grandkids. She goes. <laughs> yeah. I go. Are you serious? I had probably had the best time I've had in thirty years going to Disneyland. Yeah, because you didn't have to walk slow, so the kids could keep up, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we didn't have to keep track of kids. I think that was easy. But yeah, we went to true. Cars, and we went to the—I forgot that was at California Disney. Oh, okay. Yeah, but we did. It was. I, I didn't know anything about it. It was just so great because I thought it was just the track part. But then they go into like a dark ride portion, yes, which is yeah. like, you know, Snow White or Peter Pan or Pirates. But it's what was amazing to me is it's to the size. Everything is in the size of cars. You know, it's built to their scale, not human scale. Mm-hmm. So you go into these rooms, but they're huge rooms. And it was just I just was delighted by the whole thing. You know, kudos to all the guys who worked on that. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd love to see it. I know Zach's a big cars fan as any. Uh, kid is it's like one of those things cars mm-hmm. we like, we did like say a, zach would love being here we I, it's something it. like cars just it doesn't all kids love cars um it's like a paw patrol or whatever it's just like there's some some addictive quality to cars yes. that i don't understand well, I think kids have all i mean you know back in time kids have always liked cars yeah that's true matchboxes and hot wheels and it's true but there's like there's some there's and some no back in, in caveman days they I mean, they had to use their feet, but everybody yeah. had a car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but <ba-da-ba-do. laughs> Oh, man. Uh, well, anyway, uh, Tad, uh, thank you so much. It's always great to talk to you. Um, and uh, and are, are you doing San Diego this year? I know you haven't done it in the past couple of years. The, uh, actually, I just skipped one year because uh, basically Lisa had a genealogy trip in the opposite direction, Northern California. So we went up there. Uh, and it was fantastic because I did all sorts of different things while she was doing that. Um, but, you know, I've got my I, I get a pro. Here's the thing. <laughs> Whereas most people have to plan and plan and plan to do San Diego. Uh, I have a pro badge, so I don't have to worry about a lottery to to get my ticket. And my grandkids live in San Diego, so it's like I have a place to stay. <laughs> so I assume I'll be going for at least part of it. You know, uh, because that's, again, for me, it's a social event for a lot of the artists that are there, Mm -hmm. people I only see at conventions. Um, So I won't be having a table like I have at other cons. I won't be selling stuff. But um, James Silvani, who was the uh, comic artist on the Darkwing comic books, uh, he sells stuff. He has licensed Disney posters uh, that often include Darkwing. He has a new Star Wars one out, I think, now. Um, but I'll sign stuff that people bring to him or buy from him. I'll, I'll stop by their table and hang out for a while. The other person is Amy Meberson, who um, created the Disney Pocket Princesses, which is her fan comic that comes out once a week, just a one-panel comic. And she was the first one to put the princesses in the same house interacting. And it wasn't until I talked to her that I realized 
in all the marketing you see up until Ralph, Ralph breaks the internet, the princesses were never allowed to interact. And even on advertising art, they never made eye contact. They're all oh, wow. looking in, out in a different direction. Um, it doesn't matter that every little girl who has more than one doll yeah. does adventures with all of them. It's yep. just that was a company thing. Anyway, they were aware of her stuff and they would hire her to do work. And then finally Hasbro based a toy line on her designs. Um, not literally the one she uses in the comic, but mm -hmm. they had her do a kind of a, a younger version of what looks like a younger version. It's just very much her style of drawing. She designed a line of, of princess toys for Hasbro and they actually credited her in the um, press release, which is oh, unheard that's cool. of. They had never done that. So, you know, anyway, she, she and James often goes to conventions together uh, and, and they're the ones that when I've done these big conventions, they're usually ones that they go to also. So I'm usually tabled right next to them. But on San Diego, I just show up there and sign stuff or hang out, knock over things like a clumsy old man. <laughs> it's my brand. I have to build on it. Well, if, you're, if you're available, I don't know when our last panel is going to be. You should come out and hang out at our last panel. Yeah, there you go. If, you, if you're hey, on Saturday. It's usually Saturday. Um, or if not, we usually just kind of run into it at some point in time. That's true. Or Colleen usually. Or Colleen does, yes. Yeah. So. Tad! A big hug for me. <laughs> she doesn't even give me a hug like that anymore, Tad, so be thankful. Well, I believe I'm always thankful. <laughs> oh, man. All right, well, Tad, uh, thank you again. As always, it's it's a great pleasure and enjoy talking to you, and uh, we'll it's see you around. Fun. Very fun. Thank you, guys. Thank you again to Tad Stones. Did it, it was a great interview, as Amazing. always. Great time talking to him. And I think now it's time to close out the show. The time is here. <laughs> trying to think of a Disney song. Now it's time to say goodbye. I wonder if he was talking about when he... Family. I forgot to ask him when he was talking about Disney shows, if it's a wonderful world of Disney. What do you mean? When he was talking about Snow White and movies being shown on... Oh, yeah, I think it had, so. It had to be a wonderful world of Disney. But wasn't it before that was like called Disneyland or something? That's how we funded Disneyland. Was that show on ABC or something? There was I a show think. on ABC when I was a kid. It was the Wonderful World of Disney. Yeah, T that Tinkerella was come out in, Yeah, in living color. But I think it first was called Disneyland. I think was it called Disneyland? Because like he used that show, he sold it to ABC or whatever to fund Disneyland, the park, or something like that. It might have been. There's Disney experts out there probably like no, it's not because he no, I'm sorry, well, used to have Daniel Boone. Yeah, um, yeah. Wonderful World of Disney is definitely what it was called for yeah. a long time. When I was a kid, that's what it. When, from yeah. what I remember, that's what it because it was on seven o'clock on Sunday nights. You're in yeah. front of the TV. Yeah, in living color, but we had black and white. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you got HBO shows on Sunday night, um, which is not. I'm kind of a little bit of a lull before Game of Thrones uh, comes back. Yeah, around. April, middle of April. Yeah, I think so. Mid-April. Yeah, they got that new uh, Anand Syed kind of story, the serial four-parter. Uh, which would be interesting. I finally saw the preview of what of that Game show. Game of Thrones. Oh, Game of Thrones. I yeah. hadn't been watching it. What are you talking about? Oh, something that new a show that's like based on Anand Sayed's uh, trial um, from Serial, the first season oh, of Serial. Yeah, yeah, I saw. That. I didn't want to watch it. Um, but anyway, uh, I'm watching <laughs> shows on Netflix right now. Uh, for Netflix, you should watch. Did you watch? Oh, you watched Russian Russian Doll. I told you. About I know. It. I know you did. I'm saying. I just said. Oh, you watched. Actually, it's on my Instagram account. 
Um, <laughs> you take a picture of you watching it on your computer. <laughs> but I, I started watching, uh, is it Afterlife? Oh, the one with Ricky Gervais is yeah. good? I watched the episode. Well, I, I wa- saw that today. It's, uh, it's, it's I, I like it because it's Ricky Gervais's comedic timing and his acid tongue and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But it's a sad. It looks sad. It's a sad premise. Yeah. But it, he, it's funny because he's funny. Yeah. But it's sad at mm-hmm. the same time. Okay. It's a dark, dark, dark. Dark comedy? Or? I don't know if it's call it dark comedy or dark dramedy. Mm-hmm. The subject matter is dark. Yeah. So, but okay. I just saw it today. So I, yeah. So I said, oh, let me watch this. So I watched an episode and then watched uh, half the episode, but my granddaughter woke up, so <laughs> couldn't sleep for another 10 minutes. <laughs> and I'm watching Rebellion. It's uh, about the Irish Republican Army. Oh, okay. Started out really slow. Mm-hmm. I almost gave up on it. If you watch BoJack Horseman, I think you'd like it. I've not seen that. No, it's a it's an animated show, but uh, it's like an adult animated show. Um, it's a comedy. It's hilarious, but it also gets really dark. Um, it's Will Arnett plays BoJack Horseman. Um, you have um, who played uh, Jesse on uh, Breaking Bad. Oh, uh, I know who you're talking about. Uh, um, um, and Allison Brie is in it. Um, it's, I mean, it's a pretty good cast, uh, but it's, it's a really good show. Like, and I didn't watch it. I was like, eh, whatever. Um, I've then, seen people talking about it. Uh, but it's Aaron Paul. Aaron Paul. God, how did we forget Aaron Paul's uh, but it's, it's really good. It's a very good show. Highly recommend. And it's like, it's, it can, it gets really dark, but also gets like very, you know, drama and whatever. Like, it's very good. It's right. an animated show. It's a really good I'll show. I'll give it a shot. I'll add it to my. I have a long list because every time stick it in your queue. Because every day there's a new show on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, every day. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's like stop. <laughs> give give me a chance to catch up. But there's no way you could watch them all. Yeah, there's just there's no way. Yeah, it's true. It's very true. Um, all right, Jack, you ready to close out the show? Yes. All right, let's do it. Uh, that's our show for this week. Give us a call at three eight five three zero nine zero three eleven. Calling time. So it's 385-309-0311. Calling time with questions, comments, and, and or theories. Send an email to jayandjack at gmail.com. Once again, that's jayandjack at gmail.com. Join our Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash jayandjackgroup. Follow us on Instagram at jayandjackshow, as well as check out all of the shows on the Jay and Jack Network at jayandjack.com and jayandjack.com slash iTunes. If you like what we do, give us a review. Uh, go to iTunes.com and uh, five stars. Five stars, yeah. Yeah, you could go there and give four stars, but you've already gone that far. Yeah, just give the extra star. There you go. There you go. Um, you want to see Jay cry? <laughs> I want to thank people that make this show possible. Our patrons, especially Tack from Tokyo, Eckhart Richter, Maggie Magnificent, Joanne with the plan, uh, the Drake, and Ed the creepy mailman. Um, also. Uh, <laughs> Uh, this show is uh, made possible by uh, Jacob Parr, who does our artwork, um, as well as uh, Rob Francesini, who does our web uh, design, uh, Colleen, who does our uh, web posting, uh, Jack, who is co-host on this show, and then me, who is also co-host, producer, and music creator. It's a lot of things. Nice. <laughs> I'm Jay. I'm a music creator. <laughs> and, uh... really, which is nice. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, that is it. Again, thank you to Tad, our special guest this week. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. 
Uh, and I hope you enjoy that one as well. Until then. Hasta luego. And goodbye. Wait, no, this is my show. I say it. Oh, I, I'm used to saying it. Hasta luego. And, and goodbye. goodbye. <laughs>